Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. As we are isolating a bit during the pandemic, it's not unusual to feel restless or anxious or even without power. And that brings a range of mental and emotional challenges besides the physical health challenges that we face. My guest on today's show is Blake Bauer, and he believes that now is the right time to take stock of our life direction and evaluate whether or not we're focusing on the right habits, the right vocation, the right relationships. He feels that exploring a new plan for the future can help us alleviate excessive worrying in the present. Are you ready to meet him? Blake D. Bauer is the author of the international best-selling book, You Were Not Born to Suffer. Every year, he helps thousands of people who can't find effective support from conventional psychology, medicine, or religion. Blake's a world-renowned teacher and speaker with an extensive background in psychology, alternative medicine, nutritional, uh, nutrition, traditional healing, and mindfulness meditation. His work integrates what he's found to be most effective to optimize mental, emotional, and physical health. You can find out more about Blake and his work at unconditional-selflove.com. Blake, welcome to Out of the Fog. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much. I love the title of your show. Oh, thank you. And thank you for being here. I Let's jump right into the suffering, shall we? Let's just begin at the suffering. What do you mean your book is called you were not born to suffer how do you define suffering what does that mean in this context well that's a loaded question and feel free to cut me off at (laughs) any point if i begin to ramble but i think uh specifically it's the the mental emotional and physical discomfort that we can experience inside of our body so you know any kind of physical symptom or physical pain is a form of suffering Uh, any type of psychological confusion, feeling overwhelmed by thoughts or feeling overwhelmed by voices in your head, not really being able to slow that momentum down, that negative self-talk. And then emotionally, we experience suffering in terms of uh, sadness, uh, anger, uh, anxiety is, you know, very common for a lot of us, especially in our, our fast paced world today. And then the, uh, the shock we've had between moving so fast and then being halted by the, the virus at the, at the moment and everything that is going on in our country. But underneath that, there's still a lot of repressed emotions that's stuck inside of our heart and our body that we experience as anxiety, overwhelm, stress, um, and so it's really easy to get lost in a, you know, in a mental concept of what suffering is. And so it's really important to bring it home to, you know, how do you feel in your body right now? How do you feel in your heart right now? How do you feel in your mind right now? What are the, the forces that have created those discomforts inside of you? And how can we alleviate them practically in the present? 
do you believe it's possible to 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 live to go through life and not have suffering or not be aware of suffering well those are very very different questions i'd say karen um the the first one to not have suffering absolutely not i mean life is you know there is suffering in life but the the trillion dollar question is how do we stop creating all the excess suffering and most of us have such a self-destructive relationship to ourselves because we never learned how to love and value ourselves as children that we go through life hurting ourselves and allowing ourselves to get hurt. So the, the practical question is how do I stop hurting myself and how do I stop letting myself get hurt in the present today in each situation in each relationship and when I'm alone with myself and then the second question, which I think was, you know, is it possible to go through life unaware of suffering? I think that there are some people who early in life, let's maybe say the first half of life, and that's this is a, a gross generalization, but there are some people that have had a relatively smooth upbringing and, you know, life just tends to go positively for them. Maybe they had healthier, more functional parents and they had good opportunities. And so they don't necessarily experience major pain early in life. And I find with those people that they do down the road, whether it's with their health or the health of a loved one, or when they lose a parent or something happens with their child. So I think, you know, the lessons that suffering presents to all of us are necessary lessons for being here on the planet because they're the pathway to our growth and to unlocking our capacity to love and understand and be the best versions of ourselves. So I think it catches up to us eventually, you know, whether it's through, you know, at childhood stuff, you know, you know, early life, you know, struggles or, or later in life and coming to terms with grief and, and loss and, um, and aging, you know, mortality and aging body, even if you believe your spirit lives on, um, I think I'm hearing you say that we learn through suffering yes. that that right that that's it's kind of maybe like a like a lens through which we can that we go go through life see our growth um, follow through on our path. So I'll ask you then that what you think you called the trillion dollar question. You just send your check right here to me in the Junior Broadcaster Clubhouse. Um, <laughs> I'll ask you the trillion dollar question then. How can we stop? hurting ourselves and hurting each other? How can we learn from our suffering and, and yet not be so triggered by it or consumed by it? Well, there's a few key uh, habits and, and ways of approaching ourselves and life on a daily basis that really are not complicated, but we just never learned them growing up and we didn't learn them at school and we didn't learn them at home and we didn't learn them in our religious upbringing if we had some form of spiritual or religious upbringing. And so to me, it's a, it's a blind spot that just keeps getting passed down from generation to generation and, and even genetically um, inside of our, our cells. And it goes back to these primary habits. The, the first one is that a lot of us just really don't know how to talk about what's going on inside of ourselves very effectively. And so a lot of us keep in what we feel, what we need, what we want on a daily basis, either because we're simply not aware of it or we're scared 
to express ourselves completely honestly to the people around us, which is typically a habit that starts in childhood that we carry with us into our adult life and often to our deathbed. And, and then there's the fact that a lot of us just don't even have the tools. So even if you are aware that you're feeling certain things, a lot of us don't know how to express ourselves effectively. And we've had really unhealthy examples of communication growing up. You know, for example, if, if I feel hurt and angry, Karen, you know, I never learned how to say I feel really hurt and I feel really angry right now because, you know, when you said this, you know, it didn't feel so good. So instead of saying things like that, I'll, I'll swear at you, I'll call you names, I'll, I'll speak to you in a very aggressive, cruel way, which then causes the person you're talking to to become defensive. It causes their walls or their ego to come up. And then understanding is lost there. You become lost to each other. And that, and and then it's just full of misunderstanding because we don't really know how to express ourselves effectively. And so, uh, you know, one of the, the foundations of my work is that disease and depression, I'd say 90% of disease and depression comes back to us internalizing our emotions and never learning how to express what we feel, what we need and what we want. So right now for anybody listening, you have to find a way to express what's going on inside of you. And if you don't feel safe at home, it's really important to go find a friend or a family member or a therapist or a healer, someone or, or a priest or you know a rabbi, someone that you can just open up and be really honest. Because a lot of us just think we're supposed to suffer silently and that's strength and that's we're supposed to be a martyr and we're supposed to be stoic and just keep it in and get on and be there for everybody else but if you don't talk about what's going on inside of you in every area it's going to make you sick and you can't be your best for everybody else that is a an illusion you can only be your best for everybody else when you are addressing your inner world in a really healthy way um so that's, so that's expressing yourself, but also learning to express yourself effectively. And, and, and effectively means taking responsibility and being kind about it because the lack of kindness destroys us and it destroys the people around us. And we all crave a loving kindness in our daily interactions with the people we share our home with, the people we work with, our, our family and our friends, people we share a bed with. And um, that loving kindness is is... Uh, of the utmost value. So that that's one of them, Karen. The, one of the other big ones that I'll mention, and then we can dive into whatever you would like, is taking care of our mind. You know, a lot of us wake up every morning and we, we don't have a practice in place where we observe and watch our thoughts. And as a result, we are the victim of the voices in our head and we are the victim of our negative thoughts. And so we wake up and these thoughts are active and often there's many of them and sometimes they're conflicting and they're going in different directions. And so most of us wake up relatively tortured and disempowered by our thinking first thing in the morning, which causes us to move forward, stressed, fragmented, rushed. And that's because we've never become aware of the fact that we have the power to do something about it and that we never learned the practical tools on how to do something about it where we can slow down first thing in the morning, not get carried away by our thoughts, be with our breathing, be with our body, and then be very intentional about the thoughts we think, the things we give our attention to, so we can move through the world in a much more present, open, mindful way instead of being so anxious and stressed and spread thin. 
And when we start our day in that unhealthy way, that is a, like a domino effect. And we send ripples out into the moments and hours ahead of us where we're basically just going to be chasing our tail, chasing the carrot, trying to get, you know, as much as we can done, but never coming from a centered place where we feel good. So we start the morning not feeling good. And then we rush through the day not feeling good. And then we wonder, why don't I feel good? And why don't I feel good about my life? Mm -hmm. And so the morning is the secret, is the key. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and I'm talking with Blake Bauer. His book is You Were Not Born to Suffer, Overcome Fear, Insecurity, and Depression, and Love Yourself Back to Happiness, Confidence, and Peace. I do want to dive into that idea of a daily practice, because especially now, pandemic times, election times, not it's not only our inner voices that we wake up with in our head there are i think outer voices and our expectations and our responsibilities we wake up or move through the day with tons of voices around us and those are not at least as i experience them they're not conducive to calm gentle like levitating above my mat as i say a mantra right there it, these are things that make us things that that make us anxious so for a daily practice, and especially if people, for people who are used to leaping out of bed and jumping immediately into whatever the task of the day is, how can we start to slow things down to get to that place of mindfulness that you're talking about? So I think um, one thing to put in place, just speaking to what you brought up, is I would say, you know, please don't watch or listen to the news or read the news first thing in the morning. And... Um, I would, you know, watch your habit of grabbing your phone first thing in the morning and checking your messages and checking your emails and checking the news. And what I would do instead, and there really is no excuse to not do this, is to take 10 minutes. That's the minimum. And, and you don't really need more if you really feel you don't have more, but 10 minutes just to focus on your breathing and your body. And so you can do this laying in bed or you can do this sitting in a chair and the key is to focus on slow, deep breathing, to literally feel the oxygen, feel the breath come in, feel the breath go out, and feel your whole body laying there, sitting there. And then when you start to think, and this is based on um, Buddhist meditation and the foundation of Buddhism and, and Zen meditation, when you notice that you're thinking, you're talking to yourself, you're thinking about all the things you need to do today, there's this inertia, there's this momentum that you're fighting basically not to get out of bed, not to sit in that chair. You say the word to yourself, just in your own mind, you say the word thinking. And when you say the word thinking to yourself, you use that as a cue. It's your cue to bring your attention back to your breathing and back to your body instead of continuing to think. So every time you notice that you're thinking about anything or anyone or talking to yourself or thinking about breakfast or coffee or the sound of the clock or whatever it is or the laundry, you say the word or the dog that you have to take for a walk, you say the word thinking. And that's your cue to shift your attention. You make a choice to shift your attention back to your breathing and you feel your body laying there or sitting there. And when you're breathing, I recommend breathing through your nose. So inhaling as deeply as you can through your nose slowly and then exhaling through your nose. And um, I like to sit with my eyes closed. So I recommend sitting with your eyes closed or laying with your eyes closed. And you do that for 10 minutes. And so way to set yourself up for success is just set your alarm for 10 minutes 
from the moment you start. So if it's eight o'clock in the morning, set it for eight ten. And if you're neurotic like I am, you can set a, an alarm for eight ten, eight eleven, eight twelve, eight thirteen, just in case you're worried it won't go off because that ten minutes feels like a really long time when you're doing this, especially at first. And so you do that and you don't do anything. You don't touch anything. You don't distract yourself. You set yourself up for success for that 10 minutes and you just focus on your breathing and your body. And when you do this, you basically diffuse those anxious ridden fear-based thoughts from you chasing them first thing in the morning. And when you diffuse that energy after 10 minutes, you're going to get up and you're going to be more present. Your heart's going to feel more open. Your mind's going to feel less foggy in the spirit of your show and much more clear. And then you're going to get up and you're going to brush your teeth and you're in a shower and you're going to have your coffee and you're going to start to notice over time that you are much more present and that the anxiety and the fear and the stress doesn't have as much control over you. And so I do this at minimum, give it 30 days to judge how you feel, you know, based on the science that it takes about 30 days to reprogram your subconscious mind to create a new habit. And just notice after 30 days how over time your nervous system is going to calm down. You're going to feel more present. You're going to feel better in the morning. And the truth is, and it's a fact, is that the thoughts you think in the morning create and shape your day. Mm. And so the way you feel in the morning and the way you think in the morning create and shape your day. And so you could actually break it down to the thoughts you think in the morning create and shape your life. And so there is no more important and no more powerful thing to learn and to work on, especially during this time before you start reading the news, before you dive into your work stuff, before you deal with your family and all their issues. Um, you, you really need this for yourself and you should, there's no excuse for not taking 10 minutes. And if you have an excuse, it's your own BS and you <laughs> need to call, you need to call yourself on it. And go lock yourself in another room. Go lock yourself in the bathroom if you have to. Buy some earplugs. So there's a, if there's a will, there's a way. Go do it. You, you got to find a way to do it. As I listen to you, I'm thinking I'm a big believer in daily spiritual practice and how important it is to consistently and compassionately come back to yourself again and again. And as I'm listening to you, I'm just thinking this is, here's the beginning of self-love. I trust myself enough to sit with myself. I trust myself enough to gently call myself out when I'm thinking about the dog or whether the alarm will go off or whatever that is. I trust myself enough to be with myself, love myself into this space and right keep and and keep moving forward to return to it. Is that part of what you mean when you talk about self-love? 100% Karen and unfortunately, because most of us have not been so loving to ourselves in the past years and decades, we don't trust ourselves very much. And that's why it's so easy to get caught up in the momentum of what everybody else is doing and what everybody else is saying, because we're so used to being, you know, manipulated and blown around by other people's desires and other people's feelings and other people's opinions. And a lot of us don't have a strong enough connection to our inner world, which results in this distrust of ourselves and a lot of pain and damage from the past that we subconsciously know that if we actually sit down with ourselves, we're going to actually have to face everything that's there. 
that we haven't dealt with and all the damage we've actually done to ourselves. So the, the intention is, you know, I need to take better care of myself because what I'm doing is not working and I don't like how I'm feeling. And if you, if, if the listener, if you haven't found something that works, then I, you know, I encourage you to open your mind and listen to someone who, you know, personally, and, and Karen, I'm sure you can relate, you know, I suffered so much for so many years because I never learned these things. And now, you know, I feel so lucky that I found these tools, especially during a time like the pandemic. And I've been very blessed to be able to share that, you know, now with over a hundred thousand people around the world, because there's something to it. So I always say, you know, if, if, if you had the answer, you'd be implementing it. And so if we're suffering, there's something we're not seeing, we're not looking at something from, from, from a, from the healthiest mindset, you know, we're kind of stuck in our stubbornness or our ego, or, or we think we have all the answers, but if you find yourself struggling and suffering, you got to open your mind to a new approach and something like this, because it's so simple, it's so easy to overlook, right? And we live in a society where we think we need a pill, you know, for a quick fix or that we want instant gratification. That if, if we just listen to the right app, it'll go away, you know, and, and those are apps are great. But, but the technique, for example, that I'm talking about right now is how you train your mind at its core. And if you don't ever do this, there's always going to be a part of you that, that, that is stuck and you're going to you're going to be blocked from this this power that you have to totally reshape your life. So when you you look at yourself and your mind in this way, it opens up a whole new world of potential and empowerment for you to shift your health, your relationships, your work life because you're not afraid to face your mind. You're not afraid to face those thoughts and those voices. You're you're facing them, you know, you're you're doing it. And when you do that, that's when you start to trust yourself more. So the thing is, is, you know, I've been trying all these different things and it hasn't fixed it. So, you know, maybe I should give this a shot. So I think that that openness, that, that humbleness, that willingness, that is step one. And that the, the answer doesn't have to be so complicated. And that allowing yourself to open, allowing yourself to open to new ideas, new connection, new tools also kind of um, flies in the face of that thing we tell ourselves where we say we've tried it before. It'll never work. It won't work for me. My father told me I would never amount to anything. My right, Our openness to trying something new, even if it's to stop quietly and draw breath without all those voices coming at us, that can be the start of a really magnificent place of opening up the path, at least in, in my experience. I think 100% Karen and I'd say not even can it is. And so for the listeners, it is the path. And, you know, I think, you know, as I've grown and learned more and more throughout the years and worked with more and more people, you know, I see everything is Karen, a choice. And we don't realize how much power we have to choose. The way you look at things is a choice and the way you think is a choice. So all those narratives, you know, that I can't do this or it won't work. That is just a thought that we keep thinking. And because we think that that's exactly what we're going to experience. And so if you know that de they say the definition of insanity is to continue doing the same thing and to expect different results. So you gotta, you gotta shake things up. You gotta shift things up. So if, if what you've been doing isn't working, you gotta open to a new perspective 
And the truth is, is that I would put my life on the line for these tools. I would wager my life that these things work because I came from suicidal depression and deep mental and emotional suffering. And I've worked with so many people now that, you know, I, I want people to, to hear this. And sometimes, you know, we're afraid to be really confronting and the people who lose out are the people that need someone to actually challenge them. That's right. Now, Blake, before we got on the air, you said to me presciently, we're going to run out of time. And you know what happened? <laughs> we we, <laughs> we ran out of time. Can you quickly let the listeners know how they can get in touch with you and find out more about your work? Well, I'd say the best place to go is to Amazon and check out my book, You Were Not Born to Suffer, because it it can help you a lot during this time. And there's a lot of writing exercises that after every chapter that are really practical. And I ask you in the book confronting questions so you can write out your answers and basically through writing, start to release st some of the stuck pain and stuck emotions and even stuck joy that's inside of you. That's just been bottled up even dur either during this period or, or throughout your life. And then, um, you know, I'm on all the social media platforms. So anywhere people want to connect. Blake, thank you so much for being on the show. A pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. That is Blake Bauer. We were talking about um, some of the tools that are in his book, You Were Not Born to Suffer, Overcome Fear, Insecurity, and Depression, and Love Yourself Back to Happiness, Confidence, and Peace. You can find that book on Amazon and other places as well. And you can find out more about Blake and his work at unconditional-selflove.org. And of course, you're always welcome over at KarenHigger.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can even book a private session with me there if you're so inclined. And OpenPeacefulHeart.com is the place where you can get information about the free 15-minute guided meditation my wife and I do once a month to try to bring us all together to focus on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. That's at OpenPeacefulHeart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.